All right, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Fucking Not Podcast with your host, Day Bar is Open, the life and times of millennial. This is episode 12. Thank you so much for rocking with me now for a little bit over three months if you count the break. Um, extremely, you know, excited to be doing this for you guys, as I mentioned on every single podcast, but I truly mean that. Uh, thank you so much for all the feedback. Um, you know, all the advice along the way as well, because I know I have uh, you know, a few friends who listen to this and actually are doing podcasts for a living. So thank you, you know, for everyone who's just, you know, sharing their feedback, uh, you know, veteran, the podcast game or not. Um, last week's episode was, you know, pretty cool, uh, fun one to come back to. Um, a topic that I had, you know, in mind just, you know, from taking a break and, you know, hearing more and more people talk about millennials and different, you know, uh, reunions I was at. So hope you guys enjoyed it. If you haven't um, caught up with that, again, always available on every single podcast platform. Uh, shout out for Anchor for being the host of everything and making it super easy to put this out to you guys. Um, as always, if you want to give any advice on anything absolutely fucking not related or life and times of millennial, go on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast or on the Instagram page at absolutely fucking not. No, you after the F. But has some pretty big plans coming up, man. I'm going to get into that a little bit later at the end of the show, but um, definitely realizing the more and more I do that, preparation is key. Um, I, I'll be obviously as transparent as possible with you guys. I, I try to prep for every single show as best as I can. Uh, you know, put a few hours every single weekend as far as planning the topic at hand. But um, have feeling like to take this to the next level of preparation needs to go up a little notch as well. Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit later at the end of the show, but uh, stay tuned. I'm telling you, uh, the, the next few weeks will be a little bit different and hopefully for the, for the better. But uh, what I forgot to get to in the last episode, which is shame on me, is the update on Low-Key Danny. Um, I want to talk about last weekend because last weekend was awesome. Uh, Low-Key Danny's still around, but he's definitely being challenged. Um, so I had a lot going on last week. As I mentioned before, uh, last week was uh, Art Basel week in Miami. Uh, the, the year prior, I went to four different events in like five days. This year, I only went to one event. I was like, you know, I'm going to go one event, but I'm going to go hard. I'll be out there for like 12 hours. Going to take the train down. Not going to drive. So if I'm not driving, you know, it's on, right? I have every excuse to get absolutely belligerent and drunk and just act a fool. Well, it was a plan. And I was going to do that. I swear I was going to do that. Low-key Danny was going to be put to side for a night. Um, but then I had a work function the night before and at these work events man the the pre-games are pretty extensive and then there's just unlimited drinks at these events that you know they took their toll man we were there for only like two and a half hours but it was just drink 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 so by the time we got home we were you know we were pretty done we were meant to go to an after party literally walked into the after party location went to the bathroom and you know grabbed my girlfriend was like we're going home um, it was a, it was a pretty uh, fun night, but definitely took its toll on me. Um, so much so, by the time I tried to like recuperate my energy to go out to Art Basel, um, I was dragging ass the entire freaking time. I'm being completely honest. Like, I wasn't really fully awake until like two o'clock, and then my train down. It, it's not like in New York, you know, the train. It's a, it's a new system, the Bright Line. Um, great setup, by the way. Reminds me of the Metro North. All my uh, uh, up north people, you know what the Metro North is, gets you around the suburbs of, the, of New York and into the city. Super easy. This is kind of the same concept. Takes you from uh, Fort Lauderdale down to Miami in like 35 minutes. So it's great. But I only had the train like every single hour. So if I wanted to make the event, I had 
on time, I had to take the like 439 train. So I have like two hours now to pregame, get my energy levels up, shower, iron, all that fun stuff. So I really could never get up to the certain level I needed to be at to really enjoy Basel. So um, I had a, uh, definitely a fun time, but it, was an, it wasn't as uh, insane as I imagined, which probably was a good thing. I'm not going to lie. Like I enjoyed myself. I saw all my friends who were DJs, bumped a couple friends from school, hung out with some people. So it was dope. But as far as the chaos that was our Basel last year, it wasn't that, but uh, it was still definitely fun. And then uh, low-key Danny was tested again on Sunday with uh, Sunday Fun Day. Uh, it's like a, had like a Bay Day brunch date with the girlfriend. It was super fun. A bunch of mimosas in the system. Uh, I think I was in my fourth class by 12.30, and I got there at 12.05. So that was a ton of fun. Um, chicken and waffles, a staple in any Sunday Fun Day for your boy. So... All that was consumed, so really a solid weekend, but definitely one that, again, my uh, low-key tendencies was definitely tested, but I guess every once in a while, even uh, low-key Danny has to get out of his shell. But uh, if you had a pretty epic uh, epic weekend, get at me as well. want to hear you know, some things you did to enjoy. If you went to any Basel events, let me know how that went for you. A lot of people saw like different celebrities and different DJs and different art. Um are things throughout the city. So I'd love to hear how your Basel 2018 went. Uh, hit me up on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast. But in doing all this stuff and enjoying myself to the extreme, came up some guilt as well. Uh, not from not being low key, but just from being an absolute fat ass those last those three days in a row. Um, I mentioned before I've been pretty strict with my diet over the past like six months. Um, really focusing on eating well, eating clean. Uh, that did not happen this past weekend. A lot of pizza, a lot of alcohol, a lot of fried food. Uh, and I felt like complete fat ass. And uh, you know, I felt like pretty shitty, right? So I really started thinking about like, is, is the, this is just me because I'm so obsessed with working out? Or is there something you know deeper behind that, right? As you know, as you know on this podcast, Life and Times of Millennium, we really try to figure out um, you know certain ideas and see if there's like an underlining meaning with that. Um, and I was really feeling like absolute dog shit. I was like, dude, I feel like fucking gross. I fucking I'm bloated. Uh, I was like, oh, not not feeling myself at all. So I wanted to see like, is it just me? After like, is just because you know three days of just binge eating and been drinking that I feel like crap? More, most likely, the, some of the answers are going to be yes to that. Um, or is it like an underlining meaning in like our millennials, you know, people who are more obsessed with you know being fit and eating well than other generations. Um, do we put more importance on a you know a fit lifestyle? Um, and in doing prep for the show, I feel like a lot of the the research I saw and I'm gonna share with you guys really points in that direction. Um, millennials actually spend the most money than any other generation when it comes to fitness and healthcare and eating well and fitness clothes. Um, we more than our you know the generations uh, behind us, or well, the generation that we just you know our, our parents and the generation coming up right behind us. And then I want to give some examples of where I identify myself, you know, being extremely fit, um, and how that may affect my own mindset. Was I, you know, positive? Was I, you know, you know, in a very positive mindset, or you know, was I, you know, a little bit down or? you know, depressed, and if that depression had anything to do with my current body situation, was I super fit, 
or not super fit? Um, you know, are the, were the highs and lows of my emotion tied into the highs and lows of the scale in my apartment when I weighed myself after every few months? So I just want to look at the role that really fitness plays in our emotions and more specifically as well, um, the role that fitness plays in the emotions of, you know, being a millennial. Um, is that something we go to because that's something we can find as an outlet more so than our, you know, our, the generation that we just, um, you know, we came from in our parents. So that's really the topic at mind today, the role that fitness plays on being a millennial. So this episode, episode 12 is called eat good, look good, dot, 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 feel good, question mark at the end. So I really want to challenge that. Love to get your perspective on this topic. As always, when you guys hear this, please hit us up on the Twitter page at AFN podcast. And as always on the Instagram page at absolutely fucking not know you after the F. So hope you guys enjoy the ride for this episode, episode 12. Thank you as always for tuning in to Life and Times of Millennial. Your boy Daybar is open. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to episode 12 of the absolutely fucking not podcast with your host, Day bar is open, the life and times of millennial. This episode is eat good, look good, feel good, question mark at the end. Uh, really because I, again, like I mentioned in the first segment, I was you know having a ton of fun this weekend, but in having fun, I was eating like absolute shit and felt crappy as well. Um, when I woke up Monday morning and I started to think like, hey, is this like a, a common feeling just because is it more so because I've been binge eating? Or is there like a deeper meaning here? And do, you know, all the millennials share, you know, that same concept of, you know, when you eat like shit, do you feel like shit? And, uh, or do we put way more emphasis on living a clean and healthy, uh, you know, lifestyle than other generations? And uh, I did some research on it, man. It really seems that our generation really does value, you know, fitness and, you know, well-being way more than uh, generations of the past, and especially generations right behind us. Uh, the younger generation, that's, you know, those those who are, you know, younger than millennials, you know, up until the age of 19, they really don't put that much emphasis on being active. You know, it's more focused on video, video games and minimal outdoor fitness activities. I mean, I guess they have their own stereotypes the way we do. And then the old generations really only work out in a sense to, you know, burn calories or, you know, try to curb some of their bad eating habits, but not with the intensity and consistency that millennials are doing it. And I just want to know, you know, what plays a part in that? Like, why are we so focused on being active? Uh, especially because being active isn't cheap, right? Like go, being a member of a gym and eating well are pretty expensive habits to have. And I've already mentioned at, you know, extents. Um, at an extensive amount of times over the past, you know, 11 episodes, how we are the brokest of the generations and like we really are struggling to, you know, cover certain costs. But it seems that for millennials, um, you know, the cost of, you know, fitness and eating well and living well is a cost you're just not willing to put away. You know, whatever the financial situation is, if you're a millennial, you're more than likely going to figure out a way to make sure fitness is a part of your life, even if it's going to cost you a good portion of your paycheck. So I really wanted to understand like what plays a huge part in that. And I obviously looked in with to my own, you know, situations currently and in the past and obviously being a millennial really understand like, yo, when and why did I put, you know, so much importance on on fitness? And I just can think back to like 
eight, six months ago when I really started making um, a turn of, and I really needed, I really felt that I needed to make a change of things. And I really think social media played a huge part in that. Um, I was just on my social media, my own timeline, um, on my own actually Instagram page, and I was looking as well on, on Facebook. I was being tagged in a bunch of things for the holiday, uh, not the holidays, for my uh, NBA graduation. And I was like, damn, these, and, I, and some older pictures of like over the past two years popped up, and I was like, like again, I'm up for those that haven't seen me or seen pictures of me online. Like I'm six foot six. So I guess at no point would anyone ever say. I'm fat, but like a little little sloppy at times. I can say with no doubt about it over the last two years. But again, because you're so tall, you never. I guess I never put a huge emphasis on it, or I never thought I was too out of shape. But I was looking at pictures of myself. I was like, damn man, like you've gotten definitely bigger, you know, over the last uh, few years. And I'm seeing, you know, more and more pictures of me, you know, tagged in other people's, you know. Facebook pages and, and on Instagram, and then I, I start going through my own profile page on Instagram, and I'm looking at pictures of, you know, of me like two, three years ago. I was like, "Damn, bro! Like, what the hell happened? Like, how the hell did you get that big?" And I feel fairly confident. That's not a, a a unique thought that I have, right? We all are exposed to it more and more on social media when we see, you know, the constant, you know, tagging of each other in pictures and posting pictures ourselves. We're always, you know, waiting to post a picture because we're waiting to make sure the angle is the perfect right, the perfect one, right? You know, there's constant songs and, you know, Drake lyrics about, yeah, I got to find the right angles. And and it, that's a real fucking thing for us, especially us. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, our, our, our other generations do the same thing, but I feel more so us with the presence being of social media being so heavy for us. We're constantly looking for the best image of ourselves. And when we don't see one that's, you know, the best, we're like, oh, we cringe. And I feel like social media um, is at the forefront of our generation being so heavily focused on looking its best and wanting to be fit. Um, you know, our generations from the past didn't have to worry about that, right? They, they didn't have to worry about, like, oh, I need to make sure I look good because there's going to be, you know, 500 pictures posted to me over the span of the next, you know, 12 months. And, you know, so-and-so is going to see a picture of me and what are they going to think or blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's vain, right? Maybe we shouldn't worry about what other people think or be so focused on, you know, what we look like. But that's just the reality of the situation, man. Like, you obviously want to put your best foot forward, right? Everybody does. And with social media, you know, you're, you're trying to constantly show your, your, your highlights, right? And then when you're not able to do so, or when you think it's a highlight, but then it's finally out there and you look at it and you're not really happy with what you're seeing, then you're going to obviously try to find ways to change, you know, that person that's appearing in those images. And, and that's where I think fitness plays a huge part. Um, another way I think social media really is um, at the forefront, not of your on your own, you know, pictures, but you know, of other people's, right? There, I mean, how many Instagram fitness models and trainers are there, right? That are, again, they're kudos to them for making a great living doing this. So, but then that becomes what people think the norm should be, and you're constantly now only comparing yourself to your previous best, but you're not comparing yourself to. You know, these guys who their only job is to, you know, be a fitness trainer. And obviously, if that's all you were doing all day, then you you too will look that good, right? But you, you forget in that moment that you have a full-time job, you're taking care of your family, um, you got other shit to do, you got to record a podcast every single Tuesday night. You don't have time to be in the gym for, you know, 10, 12 hours. But that doesn't stop you from constantly being on your timeline, right? And it's constantly crossing, uh, you know, 
your eyes and you're now forced to compare yourself to these things. And again, I'll just go back to my own situation. I was, I would see all these pictures and like all these videos. I'm like, damn, how the fuck are these, these dudes like so ripped or these, you know, these fucking actors so jacked. I remember when I was like, you know, I think it was a little bit chubbier when I was like 15, 16. I had like a fucking, I think uh, Nelly, like the rapper Nelly had like a, uh, Sean John campaign ad and I had like that picture screenshotted on my desktop at home and I was like all right goal for 2008 or something right like even at an early age like we were like when as social media is becoming more and more of a presence in all of our lives as we were getting older you know we were still looking for that perfect image right again it may have been different um it may have been similar but yet different for our you know for our parents right if I had magazines to compare themselves with but I feel like even with that, like I mentioned before in previous episodes, you have to go out of your way to seek magazines or, you know, buy newspapers to, you know, show you what, you know, quote unquote perfect looks like. I feel with us now, it's just ever so present in our everyday life, constantly on our phones, um, looking at certain things that it just, it's, it's a evil, it could be an evil things at time, man. It's something really hard to balance and you want to be as logical as possible when you're going through these things, but sometimes you know, logic gets thrown out, thrown out the window when emotions are involved and, you know, feeling your best and looking your best is definitely, you know, strong emotions that people can all relate to, man. So I really think that even though this may be a veil problem, a vain problem, I'm sure it is, but it's still something we have to deal with, man. The world of social media where everything, you know, is everyone's best selves. I mean, if you start comparing yourself to that and, you want to make sure those pictures you were tagged in, those pictures that were posted of you are the best ones, right? You don't want to hit up your friends like, yo, you know, can you really take that picture down? I don't look that good or remove that tag yourself. You want to make sure that you're looking your absolute best and looking at your absolute best. It means hitting the gym and being fit and eating well, right? That's why you're going to see more and more of your millennials at your local Planet Fitness or your local LA Fitness you know, walk around that gym and see more people 20 to 36 year old because they're all on the treadmill, all hitting the weights, trying to keep up with the things they see in social media. I know that's a reason why I forced myself to get into shape. Again, it was more so that I wasn't happy with the pictures that I was taking of myself and the pictures that were being posted of me. Um, just for some simple fact, I didn't identify with that person um, at all. I was like, damn, man, I really... I was, you always envision yourself, like I mentioned previously, you envision yourself as your best self, um, you know, a higher bo- a body, uh, ba- uh, sorry, a higher body fat um, index than you're used to can kind of, you know, make you sway a little bit more on the, on the sad side of the image you see and you want to obviously be the perfect version of yourself. And again, maybe that perfect self isn't with a super low body uh, fat count, but you know, maybe it's not the person that's currently in the mirror right now. So uh, I really understand more and more why um, when I was doing research for this episode that so many things were popping up with us being, you know, narcissistic or so focused on fitness and spending so much mo- money on it because at the end of the day, we're constantly being exposed to what other people's perfect bodies are. And then we're constantly seeing on our own social media that, uh, you know, sometimes, again, be, like for me, it was being tagged in a bunch of pictures from other people um, that I had no control over, right, that I wasn't really in the best light. So love to get your insight, see the role social media played <clears throat> in your own fitness life or lack thereof. 
Um, and we'd love to see you know your take on this, man. As always, hit me up on the Twitter page at AFN Podcast or on Instagram at Absolutely Fucking Not. Again, this is episode 12 of the Life and Time of Millennial. Feel good. Eat good. Sorry. Eat good. Look good. Feel good. Question mark at the end. Love to hear more about you. Be back in a second. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to episode 12 of the Absolutely Fucking Not podcast with your host, Day Bar is Open, the life and times of millennial. Episode 12 is eat good, look good, feel good. So really trying to challenge that <clears throat> that line. I know it's a cheesy line. We've heard it multiple, multiple times. Eat good, look good, feel good. <clears throat> but I really want to figure out if that's truly the case. Is that just a cheesy line or is that line actual facts, right? And I started thinking about the opposite then. When I eat like shit, do I look like shit? Do I feel like shit? And I know for me, that's facts. The way my boys in New York would say facts. This is factual for me. So the first line in my mind has to be accurate, at least to myself. And I know a lot of my millennials out there, uh, millennial friends out there can relate. Um, then I started to figure out, all right, so are we, are we, so I think we've, we have enough evidence here that shows we put a lot of emphasis on being fit, at least more than previous generations. Um, but then also to think about all the other research we've done along the ride of these 12 episodes and that, you know, millennials are the generation that have been diagnosed, diagnosed the most with depression. And then I started to wonder, are these two ideas correlated, right? Are we, are we trying to be fit because that's going to help with our depression um, or is our lack of being fit at times a reason why we're depressed? I'm not sure. Um, but I want to just dive down that, that rabbit hole with you guys and figure out, you know, does that make sense? Um, really, we're trying to focus on or look at my own situations in the past and just figure out, yeah, you know, my, my lowest emotional moments, you know, I wonder what my fitness levels were at then. And then look back at some of my highest emotional levels. Um, and then what was my fitness level, you know, then? Is it going to be just a complete coincidence that, when I was the saddest, I was also the fattest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, maybe coincidence or maybe it's not. Or maybe the two, are, the two are correlated. But just really wanted to, you know, just make sense of that and, uh, you know, see that cheesy line, you know, eat good, look good, feel good. Is that, does that make sense? And it brought me back to a time when, um, when I moved to Charlotte. I told you guys I moved to Charlotte in 2014 uh, for work. Um, before that, again, looking at, looking at the fitness thing as a millennial, I was, you know, 20, I guess 25 at the time. And I was, uh, pretty fit, you know, lived alone, worked out constantly. Um, and then for whatever reason, when I moved to Charlotte, I just stopped working out. Maybe I was too lazy to, you know, become a gym member. Um, but I don't, I just stopped working out. So that means from 2014 to the end of 2016, I just stopped working out. The only workouts I was doing was basketball with the uh, with the company basketball team, ate like an absolute fat ass. Um, I did enjoy eating like a fat ass. I'm gonna lie about that. Not maybe the eat good, look good part. It doesn't apply to this right here because I did enjoy eating like a fat ass. There's amazing food in Charlotte. Um, barbecue. Fucking my company was subsidizing the lunches at work, so that was a shit show in itself. So I must have gained at least thirty pounds in those two and a half years. Um, and then I asked myself, looking back, and I remember the emotions I had during that time, uh, did I feel good? Absolutely fucking not. I did not feel good. Um, I definitely didn't look good. 
Um, and I was depressed about it. I really was, man. I was depressed about how I looked. I would, clothes weren't fitting um, that well anymore. Um, that led to me being super depressed around, you know, about that situation alone. And then um, and it really led me to be depressed around the people I, you know, I cared about, and enjoyed, my friends, uh, family. Like, I, I just didn't really want to, you know, go out at times because I was more, I was, uh, you know, self-conscious about how I looked. Um, I had this closet full of clothes and nothing fit me. I remember I was like a New Year's New Year's Eve party I was going to, and I was like, "All right, you got you know, you got you, you got to look your best. It's New Year's Eve. You obviously want to enter the new year looking your absolute best." And like I fucking almost canceled going because I couldn't you fit into this outfit I had planned. And I was like, "Holy shit, when did this happen?" Right? Because it, it just it always catches you off guard. Right? Like, when the hell did I gain all this weight? And I'm sure that played a part in. Uh, and I know it did in how I uh, was around people, man. I was, I became more and more introverted. Um, I'm sure I had to play. I sure that I'm sure that introvertness because of this um, played a huge part in some of my relationships with my, you know, my friends at the time. Um, you know, like I, I'm sure it played a part um, because I wasn't fun to be around anymore. How can who's gonna be who's gonna be fun to be around? You know, when you're depressed about how you look, you're not happy with your appearance, that's going to lead and, you know, slide into the rest of your life. Um, So at that point, I definitely wasn't eating good. I wasn't looking good. And I definitely was not feeling good. But again, these things, if you take a hold of it, can change. So let's fast forward now to this past summer. I think I really finally got my shit together. Like I mentioned the first segment, um, I got tired of fucking, you know, being self-conscious about posting pictures or seeing people post pictures of me. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get my shit together, man. I gotta, I gotta, I really, I, I want to start feeling good, man. And I started thinking about the most, I, I had the same conversation I'm having now with you guys. I had the same conversation with myself, like around, uh, April and May of, uh, of this shit. I was like, man, when you, Remember the times you were at your happiest, man. It didn't matter who was next to you. Um, you were at your fittest. Like you were. Like you were. You had consistency in your regiments. You were going to the gym a lot. You were eating better. My guy, you had abs, right? Like if you got you to gotta get back to that level of confidence. If that, you got to get back to doing what you were doing if you want to get that level of confidence and enjoyment and happiness into your life. And I did that, man. I got I went on a super strict diet. Shout out to the keto people out there. I, I got super strict with that. I hit the gym five to six times a week, kept playing basketball. Um, and my level of confidence just went through the roof, man. And like I remember my boys, like Pablo, we were out one day and he's like, yo, something changed about you. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't I didn't get it too into it, but I, I could I knew what it was, right? There's a level of confidence in in me now that I hadn't had for the past like three or four years, right? I walked by a mirror. And I'm super impressed with what I see in the reflection. Like, I'm proud of myself, right? All that hard work paid off. It's a different kind of high. It's a different kind of confidence. Um, clothes are fitting you now, right? The same clothes that were tight a year ago, two years ago, are super loose on you now. You're like, wow, biggest fucking smile on my face I've had in forever. And it all come from, obviously, I put in the hard work, but it came from being fit, Um Alex, and I, I to this day, this is I do this every single day. I probably did it on my way to my uh, my laptop to record this episode. I walk by a mirror every morning, probably, and I make and I literally lift up my shirt just to make sure my stomach's still tight. Why? Because because I can. First of all, because I'm fucking super pumped, 
am proud of all the uh, the hard work I've, I've put in. And then I, re- I and that reminds me of a time, you know, when I wasn't fit and I would maybe do that and not be fucking super impressed or happy at all about what I'm seeing in the mirror. Right. So it's a state of mind that you can put yourself in um, and being fit and being active helped me avoid that feeling of depression from the past, man. It, uh, it really, it really did, man. It, it's a huge fucking ego boost just to, you know, feel that, all right, man, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm going to be able to go to the mall, put on whatever I want and not have to fucking worry about, you know, feeling weird or having to not purchase it because it's too tight. Like having a closet, whatever, a closet full of clothes or however many clothes you have, the number doesn't matter. But being able to put grab anything and just feel like, hey, I'm going to look good. And that's that's a, that's a real feeling. That's a real feeling of joy that I feel that is tied to the way millennials go about their their day to days now compared to other generations that maybe didn't. Like we're just again, we we are for whatever reason. Again, I, I, like I mentioned before in previous episodes, I'm I know social media plays a huge part in that. But we're a, a generation that's super depressed, and if we can find a way to you know avoid that depression of how, the, if how we look has a huge role to, to play on how we feel about ourselves. Why wouldn't we go to that, right? That's a, 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 a drug that's not bad. That high from, you know, working out, feeling great isn't a bad drug to take. And I'll, I even fast forward a little bit um, further into this, this past summer, man, and, and when my, my confidence and happiness was like at, a, at an all-time high, and it was from like a compliment I got from at a, at a pool party. So I was at a pool party. I think for like July 4th weekend um, with my girlfriend, best friend Sammy was visiting. Shout out for, to Sammy from the BX if you're listening. Always, always love you, bro. Um, but yeah, it was a pool party. Again, when I was not my happiest, not feeling good, not eating good, not looking good, I would be the guy who did not get in the pool, did not take my shirt off. Or if I got in the pool, I had my shirt on. These are facts. Like, you know, there's pictures of me in the pool with shirts on. Where the pretty big Miami um, hotel, um, epic pool party scene, 2018 summer, the peak of summer. These are the most beautiful people there is in America, all flew in, you know, this summer to hang out in Miami. Like you have to come correct, right? So I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, we'll see how high my confidence is. And I was, you know, walking around the entire day with no shirt off, no shirt on. Um, and, you know, feeling super secure, right, was not was no longer comparing myself to anybody else in the room, right, uh, which is something I did when I wasn't fit. I was like, well, you know, I'm not as bad as that guy. Like, wow, that guy's really fit, and I need, I need to get my shit together. I was no longer doing that. I was me. I was confident who the fuck I was. Um, and my my ego was even boosted further because I was literally with my girlfriend, holding my girlfriend's hand, and these, like, these, these group of girls came up to us. And then, like, one of them even asked my girlfriend if they can, like, touch, like, touch my stomach. And, like, obviously it didn't happen. And, like, it was just like we were laughing about it. But it's just that that was a huge ego boost, right? That's, like, what you were wishing for in the past that you didn't have, right? Um, other people's acknowledgement, like, wow, this person has their shit together. But it's cool to have that, but you're no longer seeking that because you feel like you're so confident now in your own self. Because when you walk past that mirror in the morning... And you lift your shirt and everything's tight, you feel better about yourself, man. So for me, it's really no surprise that our generation that is constantly being diagnosed with depression um, and are feeling sad and, you know, not themselves and are looking for ways to think they're good and whatever the way it is, be physically or mentally, um, 
that we're so obsessed with fitness at a level that, you know, previous generations just weren't because um, we're always trying to find a way to make ourselves, you know, feel good. So, again, that's that's really my take on on that, because it's again, I, I, I witnessed it firsthand, man. There was that time in Charlotte, man, I, when I was gaining all that weight, I'm like, yo, like, did I shirk these shorts? Like, <laughs> what happened? Or, um, you know, that thing where like when, with your uh, with your 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 boxers or your briefs that, you know, the 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 waistband starts folding you're like yo the, like did these shrink in the dryer like what's going on it's like no man you just got way bigger so that like that's a super depressing feeling man it, and it's nice to be on the other side of that but you remember your emotions on when you weren't at your best and then if going to the gym and eating right's gonna fix that there's no re- there's there's no surprise to me then that a generation that's looking to be happier wouldn't go to the gym and uh, you know try to be happy again not saying that the gym is a cure for everything, um, especially for depression, but um, from my experience and from the experience of those that that I know have you know transformed their bodies in a pretty cool way, um, it definitely didn't it didn't hurt. So that's my take on that. We'd love to hear your point of view on how the gym has played a role in your uh, your levels of happiness, your levels of depression over the past. So please hit me up on Twitter at AFN Podcast. And as always, on the Instagram page, at absolutely fucking not. No, you after the F. Thank you again for tuning in to episode 12. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to episode 12 of the Absolutely Fucking Not podcast with your host, Day Bars Open, the life and times of millennial, episode 12 is really focusing on fitness and the role fitness plays in the life of millennials. Um, you know, trying to really understand the, the, the why we put so much importance on fitness and, you know, is that correlated to, you know, bigger topic at hand. And looking back at my own life and, you know, having, you know, so many friends who are millennials, um, I really think it plays a huge role. And then the thing that really stood out to me the most when, you know, doing all this research really is going to be my, um, uh, my last point on this topic before I get out of here. But, um, when looking at millennials, looking at myself, um, you know, we're constantly defined by, you know, being lonely, right? And, uh, loneliness, loneliness is a common trait shared by a lot of millennials. And there's a ton of reasons for that, right? Obviously things are getting expensive. So it's hard, you know, you, you probably don't go out that often. You maybe stay home alone and just you know, be amongst yourself. Um, with the presence of technology in our lives, there's no really need, a need to go out. You can Uber Eats things home. You can binge a bunch of movies, right? There is a sense that, you know, so many factors in our modern day age, you know, contribute to us being lonely, right? Again, that's why a lot of us, you know, diagnosed with depression. Like, you know, we're, loneliness is, is a, a ever presence in a lot of our lives. But we're also, we're not, we're not, we don't want to be lonely, right? You always seek to have people around you or, you know, try to feel like you're a part of a bigger thing than just yourselves. And I really think fitness and going to the gym helps people like us have that in our lives. Um, you know, going to, to the gym, you're a part of a community, right? Even if you don't talk to the person, or, you know, on the treadmill next to you, you're still in it together, right? You're both striving to you know better yourself in whatever kind of way maybe your goal is losing you know 20 pounds maybe the person next to you's goal is losing you know 50 pounds doesn't matter you're still a part of something bigger than you right um 
So I really think why millennials are so drawn to the idea of being fit and being active is now you're part of something that's much bigger than just you. I remember myself, man, when I was going through it, you know, when I moved back to, you know, to Florida, um, I became a member of the UFC gym and it was like, there's this, 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 this trainer there, you know, um, he was charging like 300, like something obscene. Like I was paying like maybe like a hundred dollars a session or something like that. And yo, I didn't even fucking flinch to sign that thing. I was like, sure. Like, yo, that's the only way I can get you to be my trainer. I'm about it. Now I have a, a trainer. So I was going to work me out for, you know, at five in the morning, I'm going to be a part of the UFC gym. This huge community of people looking to be fit together. I'm, I'm a part of me, right? No matter what's going on at home. Yeah, it's super, you know, weird and, you know, I'm not, I'm lonely there. Hey, when I come here for two hours or, you know, an hour and a half, I'm good. Same, you know, fast forward before I got, uh, when I was, you know, going through it um, and when I was living, uh, you know, Fort Lauderdale, when I got my job and I was getting complicated, I was like, yeah, I, you know, had a rough day, NBA program was tough, but hey, at least I can go to the gym for an hour and a half and, you know, go work out with some people, um, call my buddy up like, hey, let's go to the gym right now. Let's go be, to, you know, be together. And even if it's not going to the gym, it's, you know, still being active, still being fit. You're still able to be a part, you know, of a team mentality. And I know for me personally, I had the option of not just going to the gym, but I was was also part of my company's basketball team. And I know being a part of that basketball team helped me in a huge way, man. I was, um, no matter how rough work was, no matter how rough school was, school was if I was super depressed that week, at least I knew on Thursday for an hour, hour and a half, I was going to be with a bunch of guys who generally cared about me. I enjoyed being around and I was a part of something bigger. So at least for that hour, hour and 10 minutes, I wasn't depressed anymore. So really what fitness and you know basketball and going to the gym did for me is very similar to what I mentioned in the past about the NBA program, man. The NBA program helped me in multiple ways. I became smarter, but also helped me to network with people, associate myself with people who I wouldn't normally but it made me a part of something bigger than just myself, right? And that's what I really think what draws millennials um, you know, to the gym late at night, 24 hours. Um, you know, when you go to 24-hour fitness, I mean, there's a bunch of kids like from the age of 20 to 35 in there. It's not a bunch of older folks or a bunch of, you know, teenagers. It's like, you know, it's people my age, people our age who just, you know, want to be a part of something, right? It's, it's cool to say I'm a member of these gyms or I'm a member of this. Um, you know, member itself is you're part of a team, a community. So, you know, I really think another reason why our generation is so drawn to being a part of, uh, you know, of a gym, of a cycle bar, you know, soul cycle is because it's really able to, you know, put their their, their mind at ease, um, you know, being lonely, of being, I feel like you're not in this with anybody else. Because at the end of the day, you can go to a gym, you know, join your local rec league, and you can be a part of something. Um, so to my answer, my original question, um, am I surprised that millennials value fitness more than others? Absolutely fucking not. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this subject, man. It's just something that came to mind um, really just from me fucking feeling like absolute dog shit Sunday night, and I just wanted to see if you guys can relate to that, and then I wanted to dive a little bit deeper and see if like, hey, if it's something we all relate to, and you know, and what the role, you know, fitness is when it comes to us, and you know, what's the bigger meaning behind that? Again, as always, hit me up on Twitter at AFN Podcast. I'd love to get your take on this. Um, again, it's so cool when you guys give me, 
you know, your thoughts on things. Give me topics that you want me to discuss. Please give me, give me topics, man. I may not discuss right away, but trust me, I'm going to bring it up. If it's, uh, if it's worth it for you, I'll figure out some way to get into a segment, if not an entire episode around it. But I really hope you enjoyed this topic. I mean, it was something that, again, that resonated really heavy with me. Um, because again, I think, uh, I look back at some of the times in my life when I was the happiest, it also coincided with me being the fittest I've ever been. And then it's no coincidence over this past like six, seven months, I've been the happiest I've ever been in a, in a long, 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 long time. And it's probably the fittest I've ever been, um, in a very long time. It's a joke. I made a joke to my, uh, my boy, Sam, um, cause, uh, Drake posted a picture topless at, uh, at, 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 uh, at some hotel, whatever he's on vacation. And I was, and I sent him like a, a screenshot of it. I was like, yo, it's funny how, you know, Drake and, and myself are getting our best bodies over the age of 30. So, uh, it's just, you know, it, it just is what it is, man. It, again, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know, being happy and consistent with, uh, your lifestyle. And again, if fitness is, uh, an outlet for people like ourselves, millennials, to, you know, be happier then I definitely am not shocked at all that, uh, you know, we're spending so much money on being fit, but, uh, plans for myself over the, uh, over the weekend is coming weeks. I'm going to New York city, going home, uh, going to the Bronx to, you know, see some family. My mom's visiting from India. So that's going to be great to see my mom. Um, and obviously, you know, hang out with everybody, see my grandma. It's my grandma's 77th birthday. Uh, I promised her uh, that I'm going to stop missing her birthday. So even if it's a, just a weekend trip, but I'm going to be out there to see everybody, hopefully see, you know, some members of my dad's side of the family too. Um, but honestly, what I'm also uh, excited about this trip, man, it's going to give me time on the plane, um, you know, away from everything to really focus on ways to improve the show. I actually have a few special collaborations in mind. Um, when I get to New York, uh, I'll bring that up a little bit later uh, in the week on social media, but it's going to be some, you know, people, you know, some other uh, family members that have a wonderful, wonderful experiences in life. And I feel like they'll bring a lot to the table, not only just sharing their own experiences, but, you know, you get to hear uh, their perspective of what being a millennial is to them, man. So, again, I'm really just trying to find ways that I can uh, get you guys fresh content, different presentations on it, and different perspectives as well. Obviously, I mean, I I think I do a good job on this, but... You know, I, I've, I've listened back to all 11 episodes now. And I definitely, I, I do enjoy the ones that have a guest host. You know, I enjoy the back and forth. But then sometimes it's just, you know, topics like, for example, this one um, that I thought I could relate to a lot. And then I, you know, I wanted to give you my perspective. But again, the, the point of this, um, this is I'm going to just try to give you guys more, um, you more content, man, more, more options for you, really. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, again, I love doing this for you guys. Please hit me up on Twitter at AFN Podcast to share any tidbits, advice, comments, whatever the case may be. And as always on Instagram um, at Absolutely Fucking Not Know You After the F. This is your boy Daybar is open, the life and times of millennial. Thanks so much for listening to episode 12. Eat good, look good, feel good. <laughs>